0: Hello and welcome back to the Grace Field's Wife Podcast. I'm Beatrice Vargas, your host. And this week, our topic might be a little bit controversial. Don't worry, I'm really not going there in terms of my own views, but I did wanna speak to this topic because it comes on the heels of several conversations with clients over the past few weeks about them struggling in their marriage for differences in opinions, beliefs, whatever, uh, surrounding COVID and political issues and all this stuff. And what do you do, you know, when you're married to somebody and you have such opposing views? So let's jump in and find out. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace Field Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, I hope you're ready for this week's topic. And like I said, trust me, I'm not going to get into my own personal views, but because this has become such a divisive thing and... This podcast really is looking for ways to bring us together in our marriages, bring us closer. I thought it was going to be really important to address. So there's a few points that I have for you. I will make this brief. The first one is there is hope. Don't you worry, sister friend. There is hope. There are so many married couples out there who happen to still be happily married despite their differences in opinion. We already know that the enemy is at work to divide this country, right? But even more importantly, he wants to divide your house. Hello. He is trying to divide your house for a house divided cannot stand. So don't let him win. The next time you feel some disagreement coming on or whatever with your husband, I want you to stop and say out loud, not today, Satan, not today. You're not going to let him win in your household, despite how wrong you think your husband is or how wrong, maybe obviously right. We are always right. Ha <laughs> ha Joking. I'm just joking. But seriously, despite how wrong you might think he is. Say out loud, not today, Satan, because your husband is not your enemy. Two, I want you to remember that Jesus was for the people. We know this, right? All the people, especially the sinners. He didn't meddle in politics. Rather, he called out the religious leaders for the hypocritical condition of their hearts. And then rather to... They basically were so concerned about adhering to customs without really a heart change. For instance, when they talked about how he would eat without doing the ceremonial washing of the hands, and he went and exclaimed to them, you're worried about this ceremony of washing your your hands, but look at what's in your heart. He talks about how what goes into the body is not what makes you come uh, what makes you unclean but rather what comes out. And then in Luke 5:31, as a response to the Pharisees' complaint about the company that he keeps, you know, because he was dining with such a scum, <laughs> they say, Jesus answers them, "Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do." I have come to call those not who think they're righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Okay, great. I'm sure we've all heard this scripture. So what does this mean for you? What does it mean in my marriage? What does this have anything to do with what we're talking about? It means that we shouldn't politicize our faith. It means that calling someone out for their beliefs, whether that be your husband or your sister or your coworker. Calling them out for their beliefs that are different from your own is basically the same as pointing out the speck in their eye without looking at the log in our own. So why don't we keep our eyes on our own paper and not worry about how we feel about someone else's political stance? And now I'm not saying that we shouldn't vote or etc to affect the change that we're convicted by that's we have to do that right where i'm not saying that we should just sit here and let the world run wild and all the evilness that is out there and not not do what we are convicted by what i'm saying is that we can do that while still respecting that somebody else may feel differently they may have different life experiences and therefore different convictions. But we need to understand that it's not our job to convict them of our own beliefs. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict other people. Again, whether that be your husband, your sister, your best friend, your co-worker, your next door neighbor. It's the Holy Spirit's job. It's kind of like that vegan person who thinks that telling me that I'm a terrible person for eating meat is going to make me inclined to change. Versus the friend I have who is a practicing vegan and she very gracefully answers any questions I might have. She tells me about all the benefits that she's seen in her life because of it. I look at her. She looks amazing, clear skin super fit that friend is more likely to get me to consider being a vegan or her to basically consider her opinion on veganism than is the person who's telling me how terrible i am for eating meat now for those of you saying that's great i'm happy to keep my eyes on my own paper i could care less about other people but my husband's views are affecting me our lives are so intertwined I get it. You're right. I've seen this play out in my own life and in the lives of many friends and clients. So to that, I say this. Instead of making yourself crazy, trying to convince him that your way is the best way, how can you find some common grounds or common interest between the two of you? My guess is that you both want some sort of similar goals. You probably won't want to both be safe and healthy. You probably both want a connection or deeper connection with the rest of the family that maybe you haven't been able to see in the past year and a half. But if you approach the situation from a place of humility and understanding and that not only do the both of you want a similar end goal, but also by learning to give and take, perhaps you might achieve that with a little bit of peace. An example of this in my own life would be prior to the vaccine, we have a b- very big family. And when I say big family, I'm talking about uh dinners at my mom's house with just the siblings where we roll like 30 deep, like... And that is just parents and their children, 30. I'm the oldest of nine. When I, we eat at my mom's house, my parents are remarried. Uh, There's six children. So you can imagine six children, significant others, kids. That makes for very big family functions. So during the whole time of COVID and you know lockdown, whatever, we basically weren't really seeing each other. But we decided that when Chris- Christmas came around, like obviously there was some very big differences. When you have that many people, there was some very, very big differences in opinion. What were we gonna do? Skip Christmas and have yet another Zoom celebration? So as a compromise, we agreed that everyone coming to celebrate Christmas would just bring a negative COVID test. Now remember, this is before the vaccine, whatever. So this is just in general, right? And did it mean that some people didn't come spend Christmas that year? Yeah, it did. And it sucked. I had sisters I didn't see, cousins I didn't see, nephews I didn't see. But the alternative was, like I said, yet another Zoom celebration. And we really didn't want that either. The bottom line is that the global pandemic, the political issues within this country, none of it are your fault what is our faults respectively is how we react to those things how we make those things answer like how how do we answer other people because of that clearly god's allowing these things to come to pass for a reason it isn't pretty But it also isn't our job to speculate, to assign blame, or to question why God is allowing it to happen. It's basically only our job to continue to be a light in this dark world, right where we are, even. Not just move to a state or town where they think more like us, and trust me, I've considered it, but really to just be a light right where we are. In Jesus' last night in Gethsemane, he prayed for unity. Specifically in John 17, 23, I had to look it up because I want to make sure. Did I make this up? Am I crazy? Did I, did I really read this? So in John seventeen twenty three, he says, I am in them and you are in me. Them referring to his disciples and you referring to the father. He goes on to say may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. So in Jesus's prayer, he could have prayed for any about anything. Really, he could have prayed for world peace and an end to hunger and all kinds of who knows, I don't know. He could have prayed for anything. And as he knew that he was leaving this earth, he prayed for unity. He prayed for us to be together, like his people, his disciples. So if we love him, how can we be more unified, regardless of what the other person thinks? And again, uh, this has played out in uh, so many lives, Regardless of what they think, how can we be more unified? Honestly, it's such like great division. That's a pride issue. It's a, I'm right and you're wrong. And (laughs) come on, we've all said it. We've all looked at the person who thinks completely opposite than we do. And we're (laughs) like, they're wrong. They're an idiot. They're not listening. They're not paying attention. Aren't they reading? Didn't they see this thing I saw on YouTube? I mean, come on. There's so many things out there that one can say, you know, when we're, when we believe a truth, we can go out there and find all the evidence to support our belief. And so then having this great decision, division really becomes more about pride. So How can we set aside that pride to be more unified with our husbands, our parents, our siblings, our friends, the nation? And really, since this podcast is about marriage, I say with our husbands, because with such division comes a lack of intimacy. And a lack of intimacy is something that can kill a marriage. The difference of who you decide to vote for, that can't, that could, but it doesn't have to break up your marriage. But a true lack of intimacy, that can. So how can we find that intimacy with our husbands again? How can we reconnect in that way? Now there's plenty of things that we can do. I talk a lot about some of the different things we can do on this show. And today I'm telling you that the biggest thing you can do to, to, to reestablish some of that intimacy in your marriage is by setting aside your pride and, you know, letting it go, even if you disagree and come to a place where you can both, both find some common ground. Because without it, where is your marriage going to be? Is your marriage worth ending because you disagree about the vaccine? Because you disagree about who he voted for? It's not. Your marriage is far more important for that than that. Especially if you have children. So I implore you today to reconsider to the next time your husband says the thing that pisses you off and before you answer reconsider pray about it ask for the Holy Spirit to give you some wisdom and that wisdom may just tell you to hold your tongue in that moment that wisdom may mean giving you some kind words to say or some wise words to say but if we stop and take a minute and pray on it quietly Before we answer and before we let it get get us riled up, it will make a world of difference. Because I promise you that if you really, really get down to the nitty gritty of what your husband ultimately wants for your life and marriage, if you've listened to this show long enough and you know he's a good man, you're just maybe not getting along right now, I guarantee you, That he's looking for something very similar than of what you're looking for. You just may have two ways of getting there. So just to recap, in basically four steps, if you want help for your divided marriage, know this. Number one, there is hope for your marriage. Number two, Jesus was for all the people, even the sinners, which means please don't politicize your faith. Number three, for those of you saying, yeah, but my husband's other views, they're affecting me. Know this, instead of making yourself crazy, trying to convince him, look for the common ground. And number four, global pandemic may not be your fault, but your reaction is. So just as Jesus prayed for unity, how can we foster greater unity within our marriages, within our lives, within our country? That's all I got for this week. I love you guys. I just want to close out in prayer for you, Father God. Thank you so much for every woman under the sound of my voice. I just pray for just such a strong unity in their marriages, Father God. I pray for a humbling of the heart. I pray for wisdom for each and every one of them, that your spirit speak to them and let them know. When's the right time to say something and when's the right time to let it go? We love you, Father God, in Jesus name. Amen. If you are wondering, uh, what is this about these clients that she talks about? Wait a minute. I want to hear all about it. If you are interested to sit with me and uh, talk about maybe some of the issues going on in your marriage. And again, this specific topic has come up within the last two or three weeks, specifically with clients, not just one, multiple clients. We've discussed this over the past few weeks. So if there is something specific in your life and in your marriage that you really need some guidance and want to talk about, these are some of the things we've done. We sat there. We, we look for word choices. What is a, okay, you know, kind of give me some background, but we're not going to sit there in the he said, she said, this happened, that happened. Instead, we go through and we say, okay, well, what are you looking for? What's your goal? How can we get there? What are some other ways that we could communicate with our husband? to reestablish this connection that we're looking for. And it's been really, really great. A lot of times they're like, wow, you know, I didn't think about that. Or they're sitting there and they're taking notes. And it's been really helpful. And then after the session, I, I, send them a a replay and they're able to go back in fact what happens is sometimes as the client is speaking i can hear the frustration in her voice so as she later will go back and listen to it she's able to hear from a third party she's able to hear from an outside perspective wow how did i sound when i said that and really in that she's able to understand her husband on a deeper level and this guys is fully accessible to you all you have to do is reach out to me send me an email Beatrice at thegracefueledwife.com. All the info's in the show notes, but that's something that I offer right now. And then, of course, at all times, the Grace Field Marriage Method is available to you guys right now. And that is really just uh, all, everything I have is in that course. Obviously, a lot of what you've heard on the podcast, but I've really try to do a good job of giving you things in that course really tactical things as well as journal prompts like things for you to sit and really sit with that you're not going to find in the podcast obviously there's a reason for taking it and uh, some of the best feedback I got was that it really created a shift a complete mindset shift in the um eyes of the the women who took it where they started to really see their husbands and their in a completely different way where they didn't have to think about oh what's a better way for me to say this it really just started to come naturally and quicker and And it gave them language for things that they didn't have language before about the things that they knew were going on, but they didn't really quite understand why. And those were just some really amazing benefits that they got from taking it and not just taking it, but then also going through the reflection questions and everything after that. So that is always available to you guys. Any other ways I can help or topics maybe that you want to hear on the podcast, feel free, send me an email, let me know. And like always, I am Here for you and I will be back with you next week hey love thank you for listening to today's show if you found any value in today's episode it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today this is really the best way you can thank me it helps me to get the word out to other women just like you see you next week